Good afternoon, everyone. We are back. Day two of Jitex at the FinTech Surge with MasterCard. My name is Ali Hussein Kasim. I'm your host for Ali Talks Tech. Today, I have a super interesting guy to introduce to you guys. My brother, Mo Nana, or Muhammad Nana. Mo is the VP for FinTech Partnerships at MasterCard. Mo is based uh, in South Africa, but he covers Eastern Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Mo, as we say in Kenya, Karibu Sana. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, my brother. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Ali. Mo, today morning, we launched and discussed this super interesting FinTech white paper you guys did for the Middle East and Turkey. On an aside, I'm going to ask you why you've not done one for Africa. But that's for another day. For today, I want us to sort of discuss a little bit with my audience what that white paper is all about. What, what made MasterCard decide to put that white paper together? I mean, I read through it. And we had that discussion in the morning, and it was spot on on many issues that also affect us back uh, in Kenya, East Africa, and Africa in general. So, Mo, tell us a little bit about the white paper and why Mastercard put it together. So, Ali, firstly, thank you for reading it. <laughs> I think it gives us, it, it you know, it gives us it gives us comfort knowing that, you know, the work we do is being not only being read. And most importantly, it is correct. So, so more I promise you one thing. I'm not of the TDR generation. <laughs> Too long didn't read. <laughs> I love to read. Yeah, so you're welcome. Thank you, thank you, Ali. So, as you know, fintech has been the buzzword for a long time. But also, there's been a lot of investment in fintechs that have taken place. You know, 60% um, of investments made within the startup community are towards fintechs. Okay, and that's not just in Africa or in the Middle East, it's across the globe, okay? So from a MasterCard point of view, when we launched the segment in, in, you know, in the beginning of this year, we said we need to really go deeper into this and understand it a lot better. And because FinTech is such a broad term, you know, you have many sub-segments within the FinTech environment. But what we also see is in these sub-segments, is these FinTechs launch, so they get their funding, they launch, um, and then they, a lot of them have struggled in terms of commercialization, right? They struggle from a, from a commercialization point of view. So the whole white paper is about, you know, putting their challenges forward and how from a MasterCard perspective, we really want to partner with FinTechs to solve these challenges. Okay, that's what we're there to do. As MasterCard, we are payments business. We are, and, and, and I think we, we are multi-rail business. I don't think we know we're a multi, I should know that we're a multi-rail business. But most importantly, what we do is we enable ecosystems. We enable and maintain ecosystems, whether it's a card ecosystem, whether it's an account-to-account -account e ecosystem, whether it's a remittance ecosystem. These are ecosystems that we create. And um, whether it's with banks, fintechs, telcos, um, we partner with everybody. And that's, and, and, and that's, I think, the aim of the white paper is, is to show the intent of partnership, to show the challenges are there, uh, that are there, and to show how we can provide solutions towards those challenges. So, Mo, 
as part of the reading of the white paper, even for me, and I really want for you to expound a little bit on this, MasterCard has stopped being just a card payment company. What's MasterCard today? And what's, what do you see the future of this company going forward? Yeah, a fair comment. Um, you know, as, as, much as, as much as cards keeps the lights on, <laughs> you know, and, and puts bread on the table, the reality of the situation is that we have to evolve. We have to evolve and we have to provide consumers with choice. Okay. A consumer should not be, um, you know, forced down a path when it comes to making a payment. Because let's be honest, as a consumer, when you wake up in the morning, you don't say, hey, I'd like to make a payment. Unless you're my wife. I mean, she looks, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't say I want to make a payment, but you have a desire to purchase a good or service or goods or services. So similarly, we want, you know, we, we have the notion that as MonsterCard, we have to be that payment enablement platform that provides a multi-rail, uh, you know, opportunity for partners, whether it's a card payment, whether it's a remittance payment, an account to account payment, whether it's crypto or blockchain, you know, these are... You remove those words from my mouth. Crypto, <laughs> blockchain. I'll come back to that in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> so the, I, think, I, think, I think what we typically see MasterCard is we want to become an enabler of choice, a payment enabler of choice, and partner with fintechs, partner with any other segment player that's offering financial services. That's, I think, our intention. That's where we see ourselves evolving to, um, you know, in years to come. We've been around for 50 years uh, or more. In this 50 years, we operate, you know, we've built a trusted network that we operate across 210 different markets with thousands of banks. And we've done it successfully. So we want to take this foundation that we've built of trust and evolve it into the future of financial service providers, whether you're a fintech or any other, you know, type of partner. So, Mo, just elaborate a little bit for me this notion and concept of multi-rails, multi-rails. Just... It's a good buzzword, right? And we it use is. it a lot. It is. We use it, it a is. lot. <laughs> you know, we've made big investments. So as MasterCard, we've made big investments in, into, into multi-rail opportunities. Um, we bought Vocalink many years ago, specifically for account-to-account -account payments. We made acquisitions like Transfast, specifically for you know remittance-type payments. And um, I think our view is that if you need to send funds wherever it is in the world, if you need to pay somebody wherever they may be in the world, as Mastercard, we provide that that rail. It's about connectedness, where we create this connected ecosystem. Okay. Um, and this ecosystem is focused, because um, I spoke about ecosystem building, but this ecosystem is focused on moving money. And that's what we do. We move that's money. Really the bottom line. That's, that's a very interesting perspective. And, you know, the more I engage with the MasterCard team, the more I realize how the organization has evolved over the years. Now, in the fintech ecosystem, you are starting to play a really interesting role. 
how do you see MasterCard's role evolving within the larger financial services ecosystem? Mm -hmm. Not just fintechs, uh, banks, um, tech firms, you know, the, the larger tech companies, the Googles, the Facebooks, the, uh, the Microsofts. You know, as I said in the morning today, everyone and his grandmother wants to be a fintech. <laughs> but not, not everybody has that sort of DNA to become a fintech. How do you see Mastercard's role evolving in that? So, I know I spoke a lot about payments, but I want to speak about tools and services now, okay? As Mastercard, no matter who you are, our focus is to provide access to you as a financial services provider um, in the form of tools and services, right? So we have what's called a MasterCard developers portal where you can simply access the developers portal and we have APIs available for you as a financial services provider to access. And those APIs are on account opening, those APIs are on account payments, on account acceptance uh, or payment acceptance rather, and those are the tools and services that we provide. In addition to that, as the world evolves in this online world, especially in the post-COVID world we're living in right now, as more and more payments are evolving in a digital environment, we have cyber and intelligence or cyber and security solutions as well that we provide. So from a services point of view, we have multiple services that financial services providers can make use of, basically to ensure that the solutions they provide to their consumers are convenient, secure, and ensuring that from a consumer point of view, consumers are in control of making that payment. That is interesting, Mo. What you've just described to me, seems like to me you guys are moving to what I call financial services as a service. Not banking as a service, because I think banking is too sort of constraining. Financial services is larger. You know, you're talking about crypto, you're talking about payments, you're talking about buy now, pay later issues, you're talking about cyber security, talking about cyber hygiene. So it seems like you guys are embedding all these things into one platform. Interesting times. Interesting times. Correct. And I, I, I think that's something that I love about you is that you're always able to conceptualize something and summarize it very nicely. And it's exactly it, right? Um, and that's, that's, I think, our plan. And that's where we want to get to, correct? One of the things that we discussed today morning when uh, you, myself, and uh, a number of panelists were discussing the white paper, regulation kept on coming up and up every time, every time. But the thing that I picked up from the white paper, reading it last night, was the term responsive regulation. So not just regulation, but responsive regulation. I really found that compelling because more often than not more, what you find with regulators is they're always wielding a stick. You've not done this, you've not done this. You've not done this, you've not done that. 
But today's regulator seems to be that chapter. I think, come on, guys, let's have a conversation. So responsive regulation, and we are seeing this a lot in the Middle East. Tell us a bit about that and how we can learn, uh, you know, across Africa. You know, I'm, I'm going to quote Demi Dousas, who's our regional president for the EMEA region. You know, he made a comment the other day and said, we have a payments ecosystem and we are all, we are always all, all in your minds, all fine, not just banks, all financial services, uh, you know, providers are responsible to maintain the integrity of the payments ecosystem. So I'm of the notion that regulators have a part to play, you know, within the environment. So when we see them with a stick, we need to respect that. Okay, but we need to understand that regulators provide that security, okay, and they're there to maintain the integrity of the payments ecosystem, which we are all a part of. One bad player in the ecosystem can be disastrous for the ecosystem yeah, as a whole. Mess up a whole exactly. Yeah. So it's important, you know, uh, from a regulation perspective. And I have a lot of fintechs that I speak to on a daily basis saying, you know, Mo, regulators are just stifling innovation. And I, I often have to tell them that that's not the case. You know, as much as it's perceived that way, conformity is very, very important. Sorry, Mom, for being a little bit controversial here. <laughs> conformity does not necessarily usually go with innovation. Yes. How do we reconcile ourselves yeah. with that? I think there's a, it's got to be a balanced approach, right? You have to be balanced within the, you know, when you look at this. Because fintech players, financial service providers, want to provide a slick, a slick solution, a convenient solution, a scalable solution, but it's got to be secure and it's got to make sure that it's in the confines of the regulatory framework. We are, however, seeing relaxed regulation taking place. It is, it is, and that's why we mentioned it in the fintech white paper, where we see regulators coming around to allow non-banks to participate in this. Obviously, it's not at the speed that we would like it to, right? Because we know that financial fintechs or tech funds, like you call them, fintechs and other non-traditional players operate at a massive speed. And often they want regulators to keep up and regulation does not keep up, but they're coming around and we're starting to see good responses from them. I'm glad to hear that because where you sit, you sort of have a bird's eye view of the region of what's going on so let me shift gears a bit and talk about the fintech hubs that you see across the region super interesting stuff going on from crypto to you know uh, uh, contactless payments and stuff like that what role do you think these fintech hubs play in the larger financial services ecosystem? And how is MasterCard plugging in? Yeah, I, I admire these fintech, um, you know, combinators, the Y combinators. Um, I think that they provide an exceptional role. So when I say an exceptional role, they provide a, a, a sort of thought leadership role. They provide guidance. I mean, there's so many fintechs that are coming up. These fintechs have great solutions. Deployment often becomes an issue. So by, by being part of this community, 
you know, as a fintech, you feel I'm not really alone. You know, I have other fintechs that have similar challenges. And in these, you know, um, in, 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 these, um, in these spaces, they have the ability to collaborate. And we see a lot of fintegration happening there, right? And a fintegration obviously is the buzzword, right? Where these fintechs are partnering with each other. Because sometimes they realize, why do I have to go and rebuild something? I can just, you know, piggyback off a fintech partner and offer the solution towards the, you know, their customers or their merchants. As MasterCard, we have various capabilities. So as part of MasterCard Accelerate, or Master, yeah, it's, it's Accelerate, we have a MasterCard Developers Portal. We have the MasterCard Start Path Program where we take these fintechs on board and we mentor them through a six-month journey. At times, we even, you know, invest in them um, and, and, and make them part of our 200, uh, out of our ecosystem where they have a specific service or a solution and we make it available in 210 different countries so that any player who's looking for a solution or any bank, telco, is looking for a solution can simply just partner with a start path partner. We have MasterCard Engage where we endorse fintechs and we certify them for the unique services that they have where once again, if a partner globally is looking for a service, once you're on our you know, Engage directory, you simply just partner or you reach out to that fintech and you have that ability. So you are inadvertently creating a fintech marketplace. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Once again, you conceptualize things so brilliant. Amazing. So I have engaged with one of your colleagues in Nairobi. Start, start a, you call it Start Path? Annie. Annie. Yes. Annie Jenga. I was Start Path. I was Start Path Warrior. Yeah, so I mean, I find what Annie is doing super interesting, super, super interesting. Um, what I'd love for you to tell me is the sort of um, pipeline that you guys are building, not just for MasterCard itself, but the whole financial services ecosystem in general. And maybe one or two super interesting fintechs coming out of there yeah, yeah. that uh, will be very interesting um, to see evolve or yeah. you've seen evolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, you know, the Start Path program has been around for so many years already, right? And we've seen 60% of the Start Path partners that we've actually onboarded actually move from stage to stage from a funding perspective and they're actually moving towards either a successful buyout or they're moving into probably, I wouldn't say IPO, but they're almost on, you know, on their road to get there. So we see them successfully moving forward. I think that's the cool thing about it. The second, and I, I, I like to refer to this as the most important piece, is that from a start path point of view, we come across so many dynamic companies, right? Sciency, for example, provide a capability of instant onboarding. So from a verification point of view, they're able to bring on a customer within two to three minutes. Instant KYC. Instant KYC. API-based. API-based. How do you do that with all the emails, anti-terrorism stuff? So, so they do all the heavy lifting in the back end, right? Whichever market you want to operate in, they'll do the integrations so they, into the bureaus. So there's like a global database and at the back end, churning all this stuff. They access this, right? And obviously in the confines of the law, obviously, you know, they're able, so that's just, like, so it's not even payment. It's just 
making the lives easier from an account opening instant perspective. Instant onboarding. Instant onboarding, and we've partnered them with so many different banks. Honestly, use their I think some today. of these financial services players need to have had need to have had of some of these um, startups that are going on. So, Mo, I know you have to run. I really uh, would love, would have loved to talk to you a little bit more. But I always like to either start or end my conversation with a little bit of personal. Who's Mo? You know, Mo, the fintech sort of connector, fintech uh, partnership guy at Mastercard. But who's Mo? Who's Mo on a personal level? Mo has a very strong team. He has a very strong team of fintech connectors. Let's put it that way. Uh, but who's Mo? I mean, Mo is just an average guy, right? Average guy married um, married to a beautiful woman with two kids, two daughters, who've got me around. They're both their little pinkies. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, have two of those at home. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Herb, you and I need to have a longer chat, clearly. Maybe we need to do a podcast on what's it like being so. father of two so. girls. I think so. <laughs> but uh, somebody who takes financial inclusion very seriously, very passionate about fintech. That's why, you know, not many people can say they love their job. I love my job, mm. you know, um, getting to interact with so many different fintechs. I love sports, even though it doesn't look like it at times. Uh, you know, <laughs> I love sports from the couch, uh, which often uh, annoys my wife, to, you know. And um, yeah, just 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 a guy who's who's trying to make a difference in the world. So, Mo, listen, um, I'm going to shut this down because I can see your handlers all over me uh, trying to uh, to get my eyes to talk to them. But when you are next in Nairobi, I want one hour with you more so that we really delve into this fintech conversation in regards to ecosystem building. Yeah, guys, there you have it. Um, I have been speaking with Mohamed um, Nana, VP for FinTech Partnerships at MasterCard. And I want to thank you again for the time uh, you have given me and more to listen to us. Sometimes we rumble because we really love this FinTech subject. But I'm here for the next two days and we will be speaking to a couple of other guys uh, within the FinTech Surge in Dubai. Keep it here, guys. Thank you.